Hi, it's John Bernadovich, your host of the H Like a Boss podcast. Welcome to season three. I've embarked on a journey to get to know amazingly awesome HR and business professionals with the hope of finding what it takes to do HR like a boss. If you like the show, please like, subscribe, and share with a friend. On today's show, we've got a really special guest. It's Jason Lippert. Jason is going to be on the show for one primary reason. His organization does some amazingly awesome things around purpose and their commitment to their community. So Jason, welcome to the HR Like a Boss podcast. Hey, John, thanks for having me. Excited to have a conversation. Awesome. Well, for those that do not know you or have the pleasure of following your company, do you mind sharing a little bit about your background and what you're up to these days and what you're focused on within your organization? Yeah, long and short is we're, um, you know, we've been around for almost 70 years. Uh, I'm third generation, but we're now a public company. Um, you know, we started out making parts, steel parts for manufactured housing businesses. Um, when I got to the business, got into RVs and we started making RV parts and RV components and it really grew that business at that same point in time. We had become public. We were bought by a public company. Uh, my dad transitioned out, and that was in late the late 90s. Um, and we grew an RV for about, you know, the next 15 years. Um, got to 2008, 2009, had the business to about a billion dollars. And we ultimately got through the recession and said we need to diversify the business a little bit. And we started getting into boats and specialty vehicles and cargo and utility trailers and got a little bit into Europe and went, went a little global. And then we've been building on those, you know, diversified arms along with our RV business the last, uh, the last 10 or so years. So it kind of takes us up to date. And we went, we started the culture change that has been really significant in the business uh, about 2013. Um, and that's what we're here to talk about today is a little bit about what we're doing. That's awesome. All right. For those that are fans of yours, uh, please, again, share the name of your company, your ticker symbol, so they can buy your stock or invest in your company. What's Give, give us the details there. Yeah, yeah. So we're on the New York Stock Exchange uh, under LCI Industries, LCII. Um, we've got about 15,000 team members, 100 divisions worldwide, um, manufacturer of parts. About, I think we just uh, launched our quarterly earnings release last week at $5 billion in 2022. So we're, you know, halfway up the Fortune 1000 list and uh, got a, a great team. Congratulations. That's awesome. All right. Well, I start all my guests on the HR Like a Boss podcast with the same question, Jason, after they introduce themselves, of course, is how would you describe the purpose of human resources? Yeah, I think, you know, I think that the, the purpose of human resources has largely evolved, you know, especially over the last 10 years. Um, and I just think, you know, some companies have, are evolving the, their HR disciplines and, and people in, in that part of the business. And some are kind of stuck where, you know, HR is more administrative and doing things that they've, that they've traditionally done. Uh, I like to think of HR as, you know, uh, there are front lines for part of our front lines in manufacturing for how our people get cared about. Um, you know, they, they can be self-aware of every, you know, human being in every one of our facilities. We've got a great HR teams across the business and, you know, I think the difference between kind of old school and new school is, you know, HR, our HR and the way we've evolved it is, you know, focusing on, hey, making sure that we're living on our values and the facilities, that we're really caring about people, we're, we're in tune with uh, our workforce and our team members because we want them to come back every day and participate at a higher level. And uh, if you're treating everything black and white, 
um, everything's a transaction or, or HR is transactional, I think that we we tend to, to miss the point of how effective HR can be. So. Yeah, it is really important to make sure they do come back. I know there's always that joke after someone's first day, manager might ask, you're going to come back tomorrow. It's always an assumptive question. Mm -hmm. And I think it's certainly interesting, but having that priority to make sure your people are happy and you can't assume that they're going to come back tomorrow, that that can create a unique environment, one that feels weighted improperly, I'll say it. Mm -hmm. All right. So one of the reasons, Jason, I was excited to have the CEO of what I describe as a social enterprise on the HR Like a Boss podcast is the idea of purposeful commitment. That's a cornerstone in the HR Like a Boss business plan that'll be published in my book later in 2023. And I was just really curious about why being socially responsible from a corporate organizational perspective is so important to you and your company. Yeah, I think, I, you know, the reason it's most important is because, you know, it impacts so much uh, inside and outside our four walls. So, you know, when we focus on culture and leadership development and actually developing people and listening to people in our business. Um, they tend to they tend to want to come back every day, uh, passionate and excited about work uh, and the people that they work around versus looking at, at this as just a job and clocking in and out and never being asked their opinion or anything like that. Um, you know, we, we've evolved really, we, we just talked about HR, we've really evolved, you know, the HR conversation, we've, you know, we've kind of split out a culture department and leadership development department from HR. HR is really, really busy. Uh, they've got more to do than they've ever had to do. I think in the history of HR, it's just a complex part of the function of the business and they've got a lot to deal with, but to, to put culture and leadership development on top of that, which is where most of that lives with most businesses, I just think it's too much. So we split it out um, and we're really able, I think, to care about our team members at a different level because we have 30 human beings in our business that, that focus on leader development, personal development, uh, just helping people grow personally and professionally. Um, uh, we've got a chaplain, you know, a chaplain program. We, uh, we, we coach other businesses uh, around culture and leadership development to go outside our four walls. Um, but ultimately, we know if we care for people better than any other organization out there that, you know, and they lead themselves better and we teach them what leadership is, they tend to perform better themselves. They tend to lead better lives themselves and live up to values that maybe they weren't living up to before because for 40 hours a week, we're making sure that happens in our business. Um, and then the most important thing is they, they leave home and they take those values with them and they they tend to go home in a little bit better light because they're treated well at work and they're led well at work. And then they, they tend to lead their families and the people they interact with outside these four walls a lot better because of those extra resources we have to focus on culture and leader development. People. That's really awesome. So just a technical clarification that I heard you say, Jason, is you split out your HR organization to have, I'll describe traditional HR, HR operational factors mm -hmm. in one segment of your business or department. And then you have culture and leadership development. Do those both report into the same leader or are they separate in their in their leadership uh, organizational structure? Yeah, they work really close together. They have to because they're they're, you know, uh, you know, really in a lot of cases, first touch with all of our leadership and our people. Um, but they both report into me, they both report in the CEO here, but they have to work really closely together um, to be successful, you know. Um, it was tough breaking it away in the beginning because, you know, HR felt like we were taking a piece, but, you know, there's still, there's still focus is culture. Um, it's just the culture and leadership development is their sole focus is culture. 
and, and developing leaders around the business to lead better. Yeah, that's awesome. I, you remind me of a experience I had with my dad, and I know obviously your your dad and grandfather and others, parents and family were really important in your life. I can tell by who you are and your investment in your business and how important it is to you to do something with it that's meaningful and to carry on their legacy. I'll never forget taking care of my dad in the last three months of his life. He had a bunch of people come over to our house to visit him and say hello, and in many cases, say their final goodbye. And my dad was a CEO himself, a 1,200-employee regional hospital system. And I always wonder, as a, as a young person and as a young professional, why, how did my dad get people to work for him so hard for so long? And because he had he had a lot of loyalty and a lot of people that respected him and always spoke highly of him. And when it came down to it, and I saw these people for the last time visiting my dad, their mentor and boss, it was really about how my dad made them feel as an individual and as a human being. And the thing that you mentioned about your commitment to your employees and your the fact that you care about them and your team is charged to care about them, that just reminds me of the importance of how people feel. And I have this saying in the book that if you don't put your people first, someone else will. And that idea of caring for them is just, I, I overuse the word paramount at times, but I think it's really important to uh, have that level of care. That's right. Yeah, it's not hard to, it's not hard to care about people. It's just not the, the, the traditional momentum of, of business and business activity. And it, it's just, it's not hard. You just have to make it a priority, uh, make that a part of the business and, Again, everybody says culture, leader development are the most important thing you can do in the business is get that foundation right. Yet we we delegate that, you know, to a department that, like I said earlier, is already very, very busy. You know, we don't do that for sales. We don't say, hey, HR, you know, executive level handle all the sales. We have a special department for that. So why wouldn't we have, you know, a special carve out uh, and function for the most important, the thing we say is the most important thing in business, which is culture. Yeah, and for all the HR listeners out there that uh, are picking up on this, I know oftentimes that proverbial seat at the table for human resources is challenging. And a lot of times CEOs have a different level or I'll call it organizational structure that maybe doesn't have HR leadership reporting to them directly. In this particular case, Jason and his team, they have two, I'll call them two specialist HR leaders, culture and development leader and an HR, HR operations, people operations leader. And that's really cool stuff. That's a big commitment for Jason and his team, but obviously it's that important. And he sees the importance of leadership development, culture, and people as being primary and his org chart reflects it. So have your CEO listen to this podcast so we can inspire them to potentially consider that change in their org structure. Yeah. All right, Jason. So one of the things in getting prepared for today, uh, you mentioned that you started this culture transition for your organization in 2013. And I did pick up on your annual report and, re and reviewing your financials and whatnot, that in 2021, you had what is called on your website, a corporate social responsibility report. And I just want to be clar clarifying with that. I'm going to read from my notes because I can't memorize all this stuff, but I just want everyone to hear what this says. It states that your corporate social responsibility is that your vision is to be a force for good in the world. That's in air quotes. Since 2016, Liper, your organization is focused on designing a cultural foundation from which our success is based, and it stems from one simple driving force. Everyone matters. From the shop floor to the C-suite, we simply care about people, which we've talked about that a bit. Our culture is grounded in our five core values that we practice in our business every single day. 
This is a rich, so that ends the quote, sorry. To me, this is a very rich and powerful commitment to your purpose, to your culture, to your values. And I'm curious, what have been the outcomes that you've achieved as it relates to that commitment, not only beyond just what you're doing every day, but putting that in writing and to put that out into your uh, cor the corporate world, uh, to your to your um, your financial reporting that you do. Like, what is that? What has that done for you and your business? Yeah, it's it's been incredible. The results of the, the focus on you know you know caring about people more or less. Um, you know that you probably talk to you know, a thousand different companies and they all tell you that they care about people, right? But the, the sad stat is that 88% of the people in the country that, that work in, in the U.S. feel like they work for a company that doesn't care about them. And ultimately, the, the team member gets to decide whether the company, they feel the company truly cares. Um, so what, what I've told all our people is, hey, look, I'm, you know, I'm going to prove that. We're going to prove that as an organization through resources. You know, we've got leadership coaches. We've got personal development coaches. We've got chaplains. Uh, you know, we've got uh, health and wellness people embedded in the organization that are dedicated to those sole focuses. Um, so, you know, when I think about business as the force for good and what this focus on culture that I think is non-traditional and very innovative that we've done, you know, from creating all these different, you know, opportunities to, to coach people and, and develop people and show them that we care about them. You know, what that's done is it, you know, I, I think three things. It's, you know, we we help people learn how to lead themselves better at work because that's just, you know, we are not going to tolerate living outside of our values here. So for 40, 50 hours a week, you're here. You have to live inside this, this values program. And after you do that, make some of those habits for a while, they're, they create pretty good habits. Um, and what that does is not only improve that person's life, but they go home. And like I said earlier, they, they take that to their family and their kids. And they're just better, you know, they're a better spouse. They're a better parent. Um, I've heard these conversations come back uh, hundreds of times in person and through letters and emails from our, our team members on the very front lines of our business making part. So, you know, business can be a force for good that way. We can help people learn to lead themselves better and live to the values. And they take that home because they're doing it here for so long. And they, you just can't shut that off when you walk out the doors. Secondly, we're teaching other businesses, <clears throat> you know, uh, that this can be done. So I think business is a force for good. We can teach other businesses, um, hey, look, you can you can uh, care for your team members. It can have massive impact inside and outside the organization and their and their families. So you know it's great that we have fifteen thousand team members and maybe indirectly impact forty five thousand you know total family members uh, through having a good culture and living out values and growing and developing every human being in this organization. But wouldn't it be cool if you know the thirty million other businesses out there in the U.S. could learn some of this and start doing some of this. We could, you know, slowly, you know, gradually change communities, change the world ultimately, just, just because of, hey, look, at businesses are actually living the values. And let's flip that 88% of people thinking that companies don't care about them. What would the world look like if 88% of the people in the country that are working felt like their organizations cared about them for 40 or 50 hours a week? So when we say business is a force for good, that's the kind of impact we think we can have. We also do some pretty significant philanthropy. We did 150,000 hours through our team members this year. We track all that. We have four philanthropy community impact people on staff. So they all they do is coordinate events for our 100 facilities all around the all around the country. They so that all of our all our people have to do is show up. That's the hardest part about going and serving is hey, where am I going to go? When is it going to be? What do I need to bring? We just make all that easy. We just say, look, we're serving at this place on this date. 
show up. And if we can get, teach other businesses that model of serving their communities as part of how they do business and keep making our, quit making our only stakeholder the investor. And let's look at the other stakeholders that are sitting at the table, our customers, our team members, the community, the environment. Um, that's how we think business can be a force for good. That's awesome. If I could give you a high five, I would right now. That was one of the best answers to a question in regards to alignment to what HR Like a Boss is all about and just incredible work. Keep it up. I think it's I think it's really important what you're doing, not only for your team, but in your community, but other businesses and nice. leading by example. And I'll, I'll, that leads me into my next question, which I saw in a recent uh, uh, interview that you were in with other people from your culture team and this, uh, I'll call it kind of beyond Lip, Lippert, your organization and what you're, what you're focusing on and leading industry change for RVers and for them to do good while they're enjoying times on trips or vacation with their family. I do have a funny RV trip story from my family that I can share if we have a minute, but we'll see if time allows I'm curious about how did the serve, so it's lowercase s and e capital RV, want to be careful with that, with purpose flat platform, how did that come about and what is it in, in particular? Yeah, so what I'll tell you is that, you know, whether it's culture or the community impact and serving part of our, our, our mission that we've, it just all starts with innovating away from the norm. So, you know, that didn't pop out to us right out of the chute. It was, you know, we've been we've been doing serving in communities for, you know, this will be our seventh year. We've put a hundred thousand plus hours on the board with our team members. So we've been doing that for a while. But last year, um, you know, our customer experience team and our philanthropy team saying, "What? How else can we evolve customer experience?" And they said, "What about what about serving? You know, all these people are traveling all over the all over the country. Um, some of them are full timing in RVs." Um, we already provide serving events for all of our plants all over the country. Why couldn't we provide serving events for campgrounds um, where our, you know, where our end customers are at? And we're like, that's, you know, that's amazing. And it, it's been so well received and the feedback we get from our viewers all over that we're doing this program. I think we're doing 70 serving events this year around campgrounds um, and getting a lot of great feedback is they're like, you know, we're traveling, we're busy, we're going to areas we really don't know what's there. Well, again, we're making it easy for them. All they've got to do is, you know, hear about the opportunity and, and show up if they want to serve. And we've had awesome success in the last, you know, several months we've been, we've launched this. So that was kind of just an innovation uh, around, you know, culture and, um, you know, serving community impact that, that, that it's happened because, you know, so long ago we said, hey, look, let's break the mold and start doing things a little bit different in business. Yeah, that's really cool. You remind me of a quote my nephew shared with me when he was looking for a job right out of college. He said, Uncle John, I don't want to work for a company that makes a widget. I want to work for a company that does good by making a widget. Mm -hmm. And that was really telling for me as it yeah, relates sure. to what, what people are looking to get out of work and the meaning behind it. And now you're transcending it to your customers and doing something. Again, promote that beyond the 15,000 employees, the yeah. 35,000 family members, the 30 million employers. Now we're talking, now you're trying to get to the 330 million U.S. Ameri right. Americans and then beyond that in your global reach, sooner than later, we'll, we'll really People transcend. just need an example, right? They just need to know it can be done. So, you know, the more examples we can inspire out there to do different things like this, the more people will say, hey, this is the new norm. And then we really start having massive impact, like you said. So that's the hope. That's cool. Good for you. All right, I'm going to take a quick minute. 
Shameless plug. Thanks to our sponsor who's near and dear to my heart. Willery has supported the formation and continues to provide resources that are needed to put on this podcast and get amazingly awesome guests like Jason. Willery's purpose is to empower people and is focused on supporting mid-sized companies with their direct hire and temporary search services, along with a client-side advisory and technology consulting practice. If you're struggling to find talent in your HR payroll teams or not getting the return on your investment in your HR tech, please visit willery.com to learn more. All right, back to the show. I'm getting Jason out of here on a couple more questions. They've been awesome so far. Thank you so much. One of the things I was really trying to get an understanding of this example you're trying to set as an organization that's focused on leadership development, culture, and purpose, and doing good in the community. I'm really, I'm really curious about the financial impact that you've seen that have on your business. You mentioned you went public, I'll call it in the recent history of your organization. I'm just curious of any sort of bottom line or employee or customer-based impact that you've seen this corporate social responsibility initiative that you've had at your organization? What, what does that meant? Yeah, so I can frame it up really easy. Um, you know, the better our culture gets, the more people want to work here. The more people want to work here, the, the higher our retention gets. So we watch our retention go from, well, our, I'll, I'll talk in terms of turnover. You know, 10 years ago when we started our culture journey and we really were you know, I would categorize our culture as winning at all costs and we would run over people to win. Um, but in 2013, we pivoted. You know, it was a, a God moment for me and, um, you know, God kind of speaking into, hey, this is this is a, a direction that's probably better for, for people, uh, the, the caring about people piece. But, you know, what I would say is that our turnover in 2013 was close to 125%, uh, which is pretty normal around our, our industry might seem high, but it's pretty normal for our industry. So we didn't think much of it, but today our, our attrition is less than 30%. So, you know, you can use whatever statistic you want around the cost of recruit, hire, train, and then only to lose people and, and do it all over again. You know, the cost is, you know, 3,500 to 5,000 a team member, especially in manufacturing, where you got to bring people in and you need, you know, they need to be trained on the job for three months or sometimes. Uh, in some cases, to to start producing those products. So when you think about the cost of attrition and taking it from 125% down to below 30%, you know, I would say, look, there's the there's the cost save right there by focusing on good culture, leadership development, building people up, caring for people. Um, you know, and ultimately, when the business experiences retention, um, people come running to the business kind of with their hearts on fire and passionate about contributing. And engaging each other versus, you know, an unhealthy culture where people just don't care and they're probably leaving every day. You get this incredible momentum when people are coming to the business and working together uh, in, you know, safety, quality, efficiency, innovation, all four of those things, which are paramount for the, you know, the true success of a business get really, really good when you've got high retention and people running to work every day, uh, wanting to contribute. Awesome. Yeah. For a 4X improvement on your retention is incredible over a 10-year period. My guess is you see that in your numbers and that retention, but you also as the leader and as a legacy, a family member of this, this great organization that your, your, your family has started, you feel that I'm assuming as the leader, what that business felt like 10 years ago, yeah. you using your words, paraphrasing, will run over, run over anyone to win. 
versus a group of people that really care about one another. And oh, by the way, we're going to do some good in the world as a result of that. Yeah, I'll tell you too, John, that we, you know, we grew a billion dollars in revenues in 21, another billion in 22, and 125% attrition. Wouldn't we, we couldn't hire enough people and train enough people to keep up with the business. So having that attrition low because of our culture and retention high and people coming to contribute, not only brought a lot of people to our business in a time where we hired, you know, 2,500 to 3,000 people each of those two years. So we could onboard people. Uh, we, we could get at that, those revenues that with 125% attrition, we would never have been able to do it. So we wouldn't have been able to grow. Yeah, I won't put you on the spot with a question right now because I don't want to challenge you with it, but I'm going to ask you after we stop recording. No, that's fine. Okay. The math. So do you remember revenues in 2013 versus revenues today? Yeah, we were close. You know, we were close to a billion dollars in 2013. Okay. Cool. Good for you. Congrats. That's awesome. So it's almost a 5X multiple. You said $5 billion roughly in revenue for your organization. Huge. I love that. Way to go. Keep it up. Keep it up. You got it. We got to keep telling that story. All right. Two last questions uh, real quick. I'm so curious. Uh, inspiration. I know you probably shared quite a bit of them already, but if we were having just the CEOs listen to this podcast to say, I begrudgingly have not engaged or invested in HR. I think it's a necessary evil. I don't like it. Uh, I don't really care about culture. Fill in the blanks of a CEO that doesn't have that investment. What would you, what would you say to that individual as to the value of doing what you've done and the impact on the business and making their job easier as a CEO? Yeah, I think, you know, I, I, I talk to our, our businesses, our business units uh, every week. And, you know, the, the comment I hear over and over again is one of the things in the culture, focusing on culture, focusing on leader development, um, and just engaging our, all of our team members on growth and personal and professional growth journeys. Every team member, all 15,000 people, it's a growth and development isn't just for leaders. Um, you know, every human being in our business can, can grow and develop as a person. And when they're, they're doing that and they're leading themselves better, they're going to contribute more to the business, which just lifts, lifts the, the performance of the business and it makes things a little bit easier. That's what I hear over and over again. We're doing a billion, we're doing $2 billion more than we did a few years ago. And it just feels uh, not as painful as it did in years past uh, when we were just cycling through, through people. So what I would tell is, you, you know, you can't afford not to engage uh, unless you just want the, the rat race and just the, the, hard, um, the hard work, which uh, it's, you'd rather have strategic hard work than, you know, just, you know, going through the motions all the time. Um, and it's just, it's more fulfilling. I, I, would, I would argue with CEOs that might have a different stance that you can't afford not to care for your people. I mean, think about the, the, the counter to that statement is we don't care about people. Um, so, you know, I just would say we've got a duty, you know, you know, they're one of the stakeholders in the business. We have to care about our people. And by the way, when you do, and they feel that you do, they're going to come and contribute at a higher level than you've ever anticipated, which is going to lift the performance of the business. So, um, I don't know how you can afford not to care about people. It's just, again, we were caught in these bad habits for, you know, 20, 30 years where businesses would just focus on, you know, shareholder return. And, and there's just so much more to it if we really want to elevate the performance of the business. So that'd be my yeah, question. Awesome. I'll paraphrase that in my own term is refine the grind. And that's the, the idea, it. the idea of just the grind of business. It's hard. It's difficult. And especially when you have people that 
don't want to be here or feel that pain or struggle or don't know the clarity of their role and what impact they have on affecting their business unit or their customer or the the, the world in that regard. I think it's it's just a different mind shift. We, we've gone through a similar migration over the last five to six years, and I, I feel it in this seat that I sit every day. My, my job is easier, no doubt about it, and we're more profitable, and we run at a higher revenue clip. And our retention, I mean, we've our retention is off the charts, so I'm, I'm right there with you. All right, Jason, I'll get you out of here on this. The book that's coming out in the summer of 2023 is called HR Like a Boss. This podcast, for those of you that are listening to it, just a reminder, is called the HR Like a Boss podcast. So I ask all my guests the one final question. I'll get you out of here on this is how would you describe someone that does HR like a boss? You know, I would just say that they're uh, they're in tune and they're truly self-aware and caring about people. Um, yeah, they can do the, the black and white part of the job really, really well uh, and juggle a lot. But man, uh, especially in the manufacturing business, when things get so busy and operational leaders around the business tend to, they tend to just get busy and overwhelmed and they've got 100,000 things going on. Uh, we need HR caring about people and looking out for people. Um, and a lot of it's not, I'm going out, you know, saying, hey, look, we need to do this, we need to do that. It's just, it's just listening. If we would just kind of shift gears and just start listening to our people more, it'd be a lot easier to figure out what they need to be successful and what they need to feel cared about. Um, so hopefully that's the new dimension, the next evolution for, you know, for HR team members across the country living inside organizations, trying to figure out what that next level of evolution looks like. Awesome. Thank you so much for being on the show. I'm going to take a quick recap and then we'll say our goodbyes First, start off by asking Jason the purpose of HR, and we, we talked about caring about people over and over and over again on today's show. Uh, it take that away as a, as a major, major, you know, the opposite of that is bad. We, we can't not run a business, and we can't run a business and not care about our people. You talked about the importance of your HR team living out your values and making sure you're in, they're in tune with your people. You also talked about giving your employees a reason to come back every single day. I, I made the, you can't assume that, and you have to earn that opportunity every single day. You have a really strong initiative, not only with your leadership team, but all 15,000 employees to help them grow both personally and professionally. Mm -hmm. And the reason why you're doing that, and, and you shifted in 2013, is nearly nine out of 10 people would say that their company doesn't care about them. And I wonder for those of you that are listening today, are you in that that larger majority and what are we going to do? As you mentioned, innovating away from the norm. I thought that was a really cool motivation that you have to your team and making sure that the people that are at Lippert are living to the value programs that you have and staying within those four walls. And then ultimately creating uh, an, a, a culture that leads to improved retention, uh, which led to, for your business, a reduction 4X in, in attrition. So uh, significant amount of uh, retention improvement, as well as sales growth 5x in that 10-year period. That's incredible. Jason, thank you so much for being on the HR Like a Boss podcast. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me, John. It was fantastic. Thanks. Thank you for listening to the HR Like a Boss podcast. If it resonates with you, please leave a rating or review, or better yet, subscribe and share with a friend. Until next time, let's continue to aspire to do amazingly awesome HR.